Um, today will be a bit different because of something the Holy Spirit spoke to me uh, earlier this morning that has become an assignment on our, our time. And so I, I have to navigate a little bit differently. I know there are many watching and you watch, uh, we have thousands that watch the teaching and I appreciate that, but we are an ecclesia that must follow. We can't just do the teaching. If Holy Spirit says, go this way, that's where we're going. And uh, so today, uh, not just those of you in the room, but uh, those of you that are watching, be on assignment with me. I believe there is a, a, a strategic, uh, a strategic uh, thing the Lord wants to do today, uh, a message from the Holy Spirit that will require your and mine, our participation. Um, and I'll get to that in just a few moments. Remember last week we spoke, I spoke about the baptism of the Holy Spirit and speaking in other tongues, telling you that it is government language, the kingdom government language uh, of Christ on the earth. It's spirit language that helps the king's ecclesia, which is his New Testament church, to rule and reign with him as governing heirs on the earth. It is also a part of the restoration of the dominion mandate in Genesis chapter one and verse 26, when God said originally to man, have, have dominion, uh, subdue the earth, rule it. We saw that Psalms 115 and verse 16 says the highest heaven is the Lord's, but the earth he has assigned or is given to man. Man is assigned to rule and reign. And we in the New Testament, as God's heirs and joint heirs with Christ Jesus, we are to govern the earth. It's been given to us. In Christ's name, we are to rule and reign on the planet. When praying in the spirit, we become governing intercessors. When praying in the spirit, the gifts of the Holy Spirit activate and help give the ecclesia the advantage. That's one of the reasons for the gifts of the spirit. Praying in the spirit or praying in other tongues is, is a magnificent and it is a very vital spiritual weapon that we must use more and more in our times. Remember the prophetic word of the prophet Zephaniah that was fulfilled in Acts chapter two on Pentecost. Here they are, Zephaniah 3, 9, God will restore a pure language again to his people so they can call upon the name of the Lord and pray and serve him in humility. The Message Bible reads, in the end, I will turn things around for the people. I will give them a language undistorted, unpolluted, words to address God in worship and united, united to serve me with their shoulders to the wheel. King James reads, for then will I turn to the people a pure language that they may all call on the name of the Lord to serve him with one consent. It, it puts our minds into one consent or agreement into a divine supernatural agreement. The Amplified Bible says, for then changing their impure language I will give to the people a clear and pure speech from pure lips that they may call upon the name of the Lord to serve him with one unanimous consent and one united shoulder bearing the yoke of the Lord. Notice praying in other tongues provides a united shoulder. It provides a... a a united remnant that can bear burdens 
uh, in, in a divine oneness. Together they do that. It helps us serve putting our shoulders to the wheel as a corporate remnant, an ecclesia. Basic English Bible reads, for there I will give the people a clean language so, they, so that they may all make prayers to the Lord and be his servants with one mind. Now all translations and all the Hebrew scholars doing the translating define this pure language that is going to be given back to God's people. They all define it as a prayer language. They all do and, and one that brings those who use it into a supernatural unity, into one mind, into one consent, into a unity of purpose, into a unity of uh, our unified effort of burden bearing, into a unified cause, in, into a unity of service, serving him together. It's pure, it's supernatural government or governing language, which God says, is nothing's impossible language. It's nothing's impossible uh, governing language. Coming together and praying, yes, we pray in our native language, in our case, English. Yes, we make decrees in English. It is vital to our confession of faith. But beyond that, praying in our spiritual language, praying in our kingdom uh, a prayer language, puts all our shoulders to the wheel and it brings an inclusive ecclesia into a divine oneness of agreement. There's, there's a supernatural unity involved. And we have seen that praying in other tongues, one is authority language loosed on the earth by the heirs, the heirs of God, joint heirs with Christ. It is also God's wisdom. Sometimes praying in other tongues is God's wisdom released on earth that Holy Spirit can then reveal to us, teach us about. Number three, it is at times God's strategy that is prayed onto the earth. Four, sometimes it's God judging something on the earth. And number five, sometimes it's God forbidding or permitting something on the earth in that prayer language. And number six, sometimes Holy, Holy Spirit prays through us to come against a throne of darkness. Now, that's where I want to focus today on number six. Prayer in other tongues, as well as faith decrees, Holy Spirit leads us uh, in, or prayers in English he may lead, but prayer in other tongues allows Holy Spirit to pray through the ecclesia against a throne of iniquity, a throne of darkness. Now, here's the, here's the New Testament doctrine that we must See, remember, Holy Spirit said, I'm going to reintroduce some things. Here's one of them. The Apostle Paul says to the kingdom of God, Ecclesia in Corinth. Whenever you see in the New Testament where one of the apostles wrote to one of the churches, it says to the church like in, 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 in Corinth or the church in Rome or the church in, in Thessalonica. Every time you see that, that word church is ecclesia. So it says to the ecclesia in Ephesus or wherever. So 2 Corinthians 10 verse 3 through 4, here's what the apostle Paul says to the ecclesia in Corinth. He says, for though we walk or live in the flesh, we are not carrying on our warfare according to the flesh, 
and using mere human weapons. For the weapons of our warfare are not physical, weapons of flesh and blood, but they are mighty before God for the overthrow and the destruction of strongholds. Notice, please, there is a war. There's warfare. It's a spiritual warfare. Those who think there's not a spiritual war going on right now need to wake up because there very much is. And there are things or there are powers that must be overthrown. They must be overthrown. And you cannot passively overthrow something. You have to on purpose engage. You must on purpose unify for that purpose, that cause. The message Bible reads, Paul who said, I use tongues more than you all, he said, the world is unprincipled. It's dog eat dog out there. The world doesn't fight fair, but we don't live or fight our battles that way. Never have, never will. The tools of our trade or the weapons or the keys of our trade aren't for marketing or manipulation, but they are for demolishing that entire massively corrupt culture. There it is. That's what the Bible says. You mean the Bible mentions that we are to engage culture? I thought we weren't supposed to. I hear all the time, we're not supposed to engage in culture. But here, one of the premier apostles says, you are to battle culture. There is a cultural war very clearly stated. We, we use our powerful God tools for smashing warped philosophies. Have you heard any lately? Tearing down barriers erected against the truth of God. Seen any of those? Fitting every loose thought and emotion and impulse into the structure of life shaped by Christ, our tools are ready and at hand for clearing the ground of every obstacle and building lives of obedience into maturity. There are times, we are told, when Christ instructs his ecclesia led by the Holy Spirit. He's the key, he's the leader. He instructs his ecclesias led by Holy Spirit to come against enemy strongholds in their region or in their nation. And sometimes he calls us to demolish cultural iniquity. It is in the Bible, I just read it. It is New Testament doctrine that has been misplaced by, by hireling shepherds that that are scared to engage the culture. Sadly, the church has not been doing this in the past few decades, and we see the results of it. Look at Portland. Look at Chicago. Look, look at what's happening. In fact, many think just the opposite. They preach just the opposite. Some say, well, we, we aren't to worry about the culture. Why are you talking about the culture? We've had people leave here because I talk about the culture. Jesus is coming. We don't have to do that. Just close your eyes. Don't, don't see what's happening. Leave society alone. Leave warped th philosophies alone. Leave the lies be. Stay in your safe religious hiding places. Stay in the church walls and deal with spiritual things. We're not supposed to be involved in cultural 
matters. Then why has God given us spiritual weapons meant to demolish massively corrupt culture? That wouldn't make any sense. Why is the Bible even talking about it? Why is it New Testament doctrine? Why does the apostle Paul talk about it frequently? Why are we given weapons designed to smash warped philosophies if we're supposed to leave them alone? Why are we given weapons meant to tear down barriers to God's truth? Why are, are we called the ecclesia of King Jesus on the earth? Why? Why does Holy Spirit pray spirit governing prayers through the ecclesia designed to overthrow and lead an effort to demolish it? It's demon doctrine to say, don't be involved in societal, cultural, and government matters. It is an anti-kingdom of God doctrine that we must come against. We are to be declarers of what God says. There is no other choice if we're gonna be an ecclesia. We are to stand for what God says and we are to stand and fight against what God does not say. We're to fight agendas that are anti-Christ. And right now, the true church, the true ecclesia must rise in one unanimous consent and say, those willing to murder the unborn can never be trusted to govern the living. We need to say it and vote it. I mean, if you'll kill a baby on the day it's born, you're evil. You do anything and you don't deserve to be trusted. You say, but, but we're to walk in love. Absolutely. But what's more loving? Speaking the truth that makes people free in this life and for eternity or hiding in silence and allow them to be forever damned. Societal pollution by hell's propaganda is damning. It's stealing, it's killing, and it is destroying. And we must be purveyors of truth. There are times when the culture of a nation becomes massively corrupt. And I believe, unfortunately, I believe we are now in one of those times. And in those times, Christ calls to his true ecclesia to rise up, led by Holy Spirit, and change things, overthrow the corruption. That's what his word says. Using their spiritual weapons designed to demolish the corruption and reestablish truth on the earth, reestablish God's ways on the earth. I believe that call has now gone out from heaven to those that have ears to hear. And I believe it's part of what a new era Pentecost that's now begun is all about. And I believe it is one of the reasons and possibly the main reason that the Lord spoke to me three or four weeks ago now and said, I'm now going to reintroduce Holy Spirit to the world. Now this morning, as I was praying and just seeking the Lord and just uh, pondering some things and praying over it, thinking about today, I remember that I was in Wichita, no, Wichita, that was two weeks ago. Where was it? Pittsburgh, uh, yesterday and the day before. And I noticed myself praying very bold prayers in the Holy Ghost, unusually bold, 
just be praying and, you know, just pray in the spirit. And all of a sudden, bold prayers come forth. And a burden came on me for America. And I just kept trying to pray it off and, and did and just pray in the spirit because I didn't know, you know, when you don't know how to pray as you ought, you let him get hold of it together with you. I've taught that. And that's where I was. And I was praying and uh, all the way back from Pittsburgh yesterday afternoon, I'm thinking about things in America and I'm, I'm trying to get my spiritual bearings and, and I'm praying the spirit and every now and then I just make a bold decree in the Holy Ghost. Well, this morning, as I was beginning to ponder this message, and I can tell you right now, I'm not going where I was because he has the right to interrupt because it's not an interruption, it's a way. And it's the way that is right. Now, that's where we're going today. And I am going to involve you, so brace yourself. <laughs> Holy Spirit asked me a question that I, I, didn't, I didn't have an answer for at first. He asked me this, what are you going to do about the golden calf moment in America that just happened? And I, I didn't know what he meant. I, I didn't know. I know what, I know what the golden calf was. I mean, I, it's in the Exodus. I preached it. I know what the golden calf moment was. But he said, what are you going to do about the golden calf moment that just happened in America? Well, I began to think on what happened with that golden calf. And Moses is up there getting the Ten Commandments and he's getting laws of God. He comes down, they've made a golden calf. And essentially the people chose that Jehovah God would no longer be their God. They would not be under Jehovah. They would be under Baal. They would be under a demon power. And uh, they were word cursing the, the nation of Israel. They would no longer be under God. So I began to ponder that. Okay, that's what that's about. And then of course, as I knew, Holy Spirit was not gonna ask me that without downloading understanding to me. And he did, revelation came. You may or may not know that the Democratic Convention was last week and they began their sessions with a pledge of allegiance, leaving out the sentence, one nation under God. They on purpose chose that they would not be under God. Two conventions ago, they actually booed God. Do, do you want to be under God or not? And Holy Spirit said to me, are you going to let that word curse stand? And I felt it in every fiber of my being. Are we going to allow millions of, I think, deceived people. Are we going to allow them to curse this nation? Because it'll bring a curse. Are you going to let it stand is what he said to me. Well, obviously, I'm not going to let that stand. Uh, which which steers us a certain way today. Remember, Jesus talked to his disciples. He, he had people coming against him and he's of Beelzebub. He doesn't know what he's doing. And, and he finally asked his disciples, Matthew 16, I've quoted verse uh, 18 and 19 so many times to you, but right before that, he, he asked him, he said, hey, um, what are people saying about me? And they said, well, isn't it interesting he asked? He must want to know what people are thinking. It must be important to him. 
He said, what are they saying? And they said, well, some say you're John the Baptist just come back from the dead. And others say, well, maybe he's Elijah come back. And he said, who do you say I am? That's what I'm asking you today and thousands watching this or will watch it. What are you going to say? Who do you say he is? Is, and of course, Peter answered the question. He said, I, I, you're the Christ. You're the son of the living God. And he said, flesh and blood didn't reveal that to you. My father did in heaven. And then he said on this rock, I'll build my ecclesia and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Want to be a good, true ecclesia? You got you to say who he is. Is this nation one nation under God or not? We have to raise our, our voice. I know this is an unusual assignment today. But I feel that as an apostle in the kingdom with a functioning apostolate, I must lead it this way and rebuke this curse of hell. And state who we really are and who he really is. And I would ask that you personally would not allow me to do it but that your voice would be heard in this room. Your voice would be heard in Kentucky. Your voice would be heard in Indiana, in Illinois, in Oklahoma, in Texas, in California, in Oregon, New York, Florida, every state. The ecclesia has got to rise and break that curse and say, no way. No way. This won't stand. This will not stand. See, he gave us authority to bind it. He said, what you say no to is what, what we're going to see happen. You forbid it, it'll be forbidden. You don't forbid this. Then it's going to curse your nation. We can no longer sit by and allow the curses to continue. We cannot do so. We must engage. When you hear blasphemy, which is what that is, you must engage. We need to engage today and we need to declare the truth. We are one nation under God. Now, let's quickly define that God. It isn't Mohammed. It isn't a piece of wood. It's Jehovah God. It's the resurrected King of glory, Jesus Christ. And there is no one else, no one else that we permit to be Lord of this nation, period. Now you say that's elementary. Yes, but evidently a few million people don't know it. Far too many. The voice of the ecclesia must pierce through this demonic throne and say, we bind you in Jesus name. You will come down. We rebuke it and we declare the Lordship of Jesus over every state. Now, when the Holy Ghost points me like this, he means business. Because this isn't where I was going. is isn't even even thought, something I thought about. I even know what he was talking about at first. But as soon as I got it, I said, okay, I don't care how many's there, how many's watching, I'm going to do it. And I'm going to ask them to. And I hope it goes viral. I hope it goes into every state. I don't care who hears it. Now, just so happens, we have a prophetic song that states it. Rachel wrote it, and it's prophetic concerning this nation. I want you to hear it, and then we're going to pray. And I'm going to pray some bold prayers. Stir yourself, and you pray some bold prayers. Those of you watching, don't, don't turn us off right now. Engage. Come on. 
Let your voice come up wherever you're at. I don't care if you're out in the countryside somewhere. Let your voice rise with authority and declare your faith. Amen. So do what you got to do to start that, that, turn it up good where we can hear it, turn the lights down, whatever. Listen to it. Let it spark your faith.
Would you stand so people can get out if they want to come to the front or in the aisles, they can walk and pray. You be seated, pray however you want to pray. But let's pray. Those watching, please pray with us. Lord, as an apostle in your kingdom, stand before you a, a holy God, righteous judge. We stand before you, King Jesus, King of kings, Lord of lords. We stand in the presence of a mighty Holy Spirit. Lord, as, as an apostle in your kingdom, as your ecclesia today, we come to repent for the sin of our nation. We're so sorry that it blasphemed you this week. We're so sorry for the sin, the blasphemy. We're asking you, Lord, to forgive us. Forgive this land, Lord. Forgive us of this hideous sin. In Jesus' name. God, we repent in Jesus' name. And with the authority that you have given to the ecclesia, in the name of Jesus Christ, King of kings and Lord of lords, I break this curse. It is broken in Jesus' name. You lying spirit. You demon of hell, I bind you, you throne of iniquity. You will not curse this land. I bind you in Jesus' name. We forbid this curse to take root in this land. In the name of Jesus. We remove, Lord, by the power of the Holy Ghost, remove evil leaders from this land that would dare do this. Remove the evil culture, demolish it. Come against it. Remove evil warped philosophies of hell. I break demon doctrine off of this nation in Jesus' name. I break demon doctrine off of government in Jesus' name. I break demon doctrine off of the political agenda. We break it in the name of Jesus. We bind it in the name of King Jesus. And we say, you will not pollute this nation. You will not grip this nation. You will not in Jesus' name. Lord, from this house today, release government angels to go into every state, to go into DC, and to begin to assist these decrees today to assist them, Lord, to empower them, activate from this place today, breaker angels that will go and break this curse. Break it, scatter it, shatter it. Break it off the people. Break the blindness, the darkness off of their eyes in Jesus' name. Break the deafness off of their ears in Jesus' name. We bind it in Jesus' name. Activate the angels, Lord, that would break this off of our nation, that would break the lies, the deceit, the lawlessness, the warped philosophies. Break it off of our education. Break it off of us. Let the breaker angels come against the lying spirits that have seated themselves in the news media to lie and deceit. In Jesus' name, let them come against education systems that pollute with demon doctrine. The ecclesia rises and we rise right now and we say no, no, no. No, we forbid it. No, 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 we forbid it in Jesus' name. It will not stand. 
we declare the blessings of God. God bless America. We declare the blessings of the kingdom of almighty God that are in alignment with the roots, the covenant roots you made with our forefathers and we will not permit it to be hijacked in Jesus name. Come against those that are rooted in iniquity and expose them God. Do it now, do it today, do it this week Lord. Bind it. The spirit of murder we come against you in Jesus' name and we rebuke you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We forbid your work. We forbid your lies in Jesus' name. We forbid the lying spirit that walks through the halls of Congress in the name of Jesus. And we say we forbid your work. Be exposed in Jesus' name. Be scattered and shattered. Let the governing angels and the breakthrough angels begin to sweep the hallways of Congress, the hallways of the White House, the hallways of governors. In Jesus' name, you lying demons, you shut your mouth. We bind you in the name of King Jesus. We have authority over you. The greater one is in us. We have angels of war that are assisting us. Our king said, we prevail. We're going to prevail. We're going to prevail. God's blessing America and you're being exposed for the liars that you are. In Jesus name, God, we declare that the covenant rights and roots that have been aligned for our nation will not be stolen from us by a thief that steals, kills, or destroys. We bind the spirit that is behind Marxism, communism, socialism in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, they are like the ites that Israel had to clear from the land. But your word just told us that you've given us weapons to demolish those warped philosophies. And we bring to bear today the power of the kingdom of God. Demolish them. You have no right in this nation. Confuse their language like you did at Babel. Confuse their language. They can't put a sentence together. In the name of Jesus, scatter them just like you did at Babel. How dare they defy you? How dare they defy the church of Jesus Christ? We will rise for such a time as this and we will not back down. Lord, the ecclesia rises. It's rising right now in this house. It's rising up and down this Miami Valley. It's rising all around us. It's rising in every state. Let it rise where you're at. Shout the decrees of the Lord where you are and declare the blessings of God. That's what, what our voice is to align with what God says. We come against that spirit of darkness. Lord, we would repent for allowing it in the first place. In the name of Jesus, we come against those principalities and powers. And we ask God that the divisions of angels that were released on May 31st at an accelerated way uh, and, and an accelerated level would now begin to sweep, sweep the atmosphere over America. That we begin to sweep over the, the, the heavens, over this nation. And that they would begin to break up the ceiling of religious demons that have preached doctrines of demons. Break it up in Jesus' name. Let the heavens open over America. Let favor come on this land. We declare the favor of Almighty God. We declare righteousness reigns. We declare the just judge will be the one enthroned and worshiped in our nation. We worship you. We declare, Lord, that we have no king but Jesus. Jesus, your Lord, your Lord, your Lord, your Lord, your Lord, your Lord, your Lord. We declare the lordship of Jesus.
Let him pray. He knows things we don't. He knows what we don't. Let him pray. Let him be bold. Hallelujah. Yes. The psalmist said that the enemy scatters when there's shouts of joy and the clapping of the Lord. Let's scatter some devils. Oh, oh, come on. Scatter them. Shatter them. We declare blessings. Blessings, covenant blessings are established or reestablished by a confession of faith that is stated seven times. It's just what they did. It is an immutable oath, and I want us to declare it seven times in this house. We are one nation under God. That's our covenant, okay? Let him hear your voice. Ready? We are one nation under God. 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 We're one nation under Jehovah God, under King Jesus. Now, we declare the blessings. Fresh, new, seven times. This will reset an economy. It'll reset a lot of things. It's not a secret. Millions before us got it. Our, our military understood it. Our founding father understood it. It was a common statement. God bless America. Right? Yeah. The ecclesia's got it declared, okay? Here's our confession of faith in wholeness seven times. God bless America. God bless America. God bless America. God. Bless America. God bless America. God bless America. God bless America. Blessings. So we thank you that you are a merciful God who hears the cries of your people. And we expect, Lord, that even today we'll start to see the graciousness of our God. We expect to see mercy, mercy. It's what the angel of the Lord said seven times, mercy. You delight to give mercy if your ecclesia asks. We expect it, God. Now we will be purveyors of truth. We will speak blessings, bind curse, 
in Jesus' name. We'll be an engaged people, engaged heirs, and an engaged ecclesia. And hell is going to lose big time. So a little bit of a different assignment today. It's okay. I wasn't about not, I wasn't about to not do it. <laughs> now, don't stop doing it. You'll probably hear somebody word curse our nation somewhere along the line on the news or something. Bind it, declare blessing. Thousands, millions of us just bind it, declare blessings. And the anointing to prevail will be put upon us. Amen. All right. Well, I will get to dealing with thrones of iniquity, but I guess it'll be next week. For some reason, the Holy Spirit didn't like what I was going to say. I don't know. Thank you for engaging with me. Thank you for praying. Know this, we just made a difference. We just made a difference. 120 in that upper room turned the world upside down. I don't know what we can do with, but I believe we're gonna turn some things around. Amen? Amen. All right, well, say God bless you to somebody and we'll see you next time.